0: Hello, and welcome to the Event Safety Podcast. I'm Danielle Hernandez.
1: Hey, I'm Boxer from Bigger Hammer and also from the Event Safety Alliance.
0: I'm Boxer. I really want to thank you for joining us as co-host today. Uh, Steve Edelman, my normal co-host, is out in the world doing projects. And this topic specifically is something you've spoken about before, and I'm really grateful for you to join us. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about diversify the stage, which is a really fabulous Fabulous. Would we call it a movement, doctor
1: Organization. So, organization. Um,
2: today, we're joined
1: by by Noelle Skaggs, the co lead of the alt pop band Fits of the Tantrums, and the founder of Diversify the Stage. Um, you want to just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background, and then we can dig into the Diversify the Stage.
2: Yeah, um, I am a recording artist. I've I've been in the music industry for over 20 years now, um, 13 of which have been spent with a band called Fits and the Tantrums um, and, you know, kind of circling the world and doing what I love to do. I, you know, I, 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 really got started because of, you know, doing a lot of recordings with different friends when I was in college, had a lot of like hip hop uh, experiences back, back in those days when I was studying Popular songwriting and music publishing, and trying to identify if I really wanted to jump into the industry as an artist myself. Um, I, you know, recognized that I I wanted to help people in the industry, um, and not just have everything kind of uh, a Noel focus, um, which is probably why I jumped more <laughs> into jumped more into band than doing anything like super super solo. Um, And yeah, I, you know, kind of over the last year, you know, obviously with all of these wild things happening, you know, on our planet with, with humanity really started, I I think even prior to that, just really started thinking about my career and, you know, what I wanted to do for the, you know, years coming, you know, the next five years, you know, do I want to remain on tour? Do I want to, you know adventure into all of my other projects that I have going on um, and, you know, still trying to kind of figure that out. But as I was thinking about all of those things, I started really thinking about my career and, you know, recognizing that I was often the only woman or the only woman of color um, in a lot of my shows. And I, you know, kind of started to ponder even within our team, uh, you know, recognizing that we had never really hired a lot of folks of color on our internal team you know where we were really really focused on making sure that we had gender balance and me not being the only woman on the road you know after that that very first tour we had ever done i was literally the only woman of of 12 individuals and it was driving me nuts and you know i had we had our female manager at the time and Everybody on the back end were all female, you know they were all female identifying right. or, or or whatever, and you know I was like, we need to you know make a change here and we started hiring our monitor engineers, um we're all women, uh, our production coordinators, you know things like that um, anyway, so I started kind of pondering the question on the culture right the cultural identity, why you know we didn't have much diversity there, and never really got like a full picture of why, right? Um, And it wasn't until, obviously, like George Floyd, and then all of these additional things that were happening, the Black Lives Matter movement really taking, you know, a a front and center approach, um, you know, recognizing that there was a lack of diversity in the music industry, but people not really talking about the billion dollar business that makes up a good chunk of our of our livelihood and not really talking about the lack of diversity there. So as I really started thinking more about my career and recognizing that, you know, on tour, this had been a consistent thing. This wasn't just with, you know, fits in the tantrums. This was also with my other project and you know, and and trying to kind of wrap my head around it. Is it genre driven? Like, is it because I'm more on the alt you know, kind of pop universe, is there just not, you know, diversity or people that want to apply for these type of, of, of bands or or artists and things like that. And then I just started kind of digging in. I, you know, called a tour manager friend of mine, Mark Oglesby, um, who is the tour manager for One Republic. And we had a really great time on tour with them. And I just wanted to kind of get his perspective. And, you know, he, you know, he said that he had noticed it too. He noticed, you know, he started to recognize his participation in that um, and not consciously, right? Because we're hiring folks that we know, we're hiring folks that we're used to working with that we know are going to get the job done. We're hiring folks based upon referrals from other people that we know, you know what I'm saying? You're on tour with somebody you know, for months and sometimes, you know, a year, you know, you want to be comfortable and that's your family unit. And that's, those are the bonds that you're creating. So there's an understanding of why, right? Why we may only have one, you know, uh, entity within our camp, but also having to recognize that we need to make a change within ourselves to be more conscientious of the fact that we only have one entity in our camps. Right. Um, and, uh, so, you know, he just kind of broke down like how, you know, different camps hire their, their people. It's different for, you know, everybody. And he started introducing me to different, you know, tour managers and stage managers, and they introduced me to different production suppliers. And I just started really learning, About the production, you know, and how things are built, and all of these individuals that are doing these jobs for me having a better understanding. Whereas, as an artist, normally you're really disconnected from that. You show up, you do your job you hope everybody does their job so that no one dies when you're on the, on the road. Right,
0: and then like, right. you know
2: what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, everybody's gonna, you know, it's like the, from the setup to, you know, sundown where we're all doing our work and you guys make our jobs easier. Right. Um, so I, uh, you know, as I started, you know, recognizing that there may be something that can be done to help navigate and widen the net of opportunities I had a conversation with an old manager of mine, and he's a real big guy on databases and creating an infrastructure and and, and building tech into that space. And, uh, you know, I thought it would just be a really great idea to start talking to folks within the industry that I knew about maybe putting together a centralized form of hiring our touring staff that could be recognized throughout the industry, that could be a resource for people to pull into. And you know, when I started having these conversations, people started introducing me to different nonprofit organizations that had been developing databases of this nature. I was introduced to Carrie Keys over at SoundGirls. I was intro, uh, introduced to She Is the Music and their board, and you know, roadies of color, and just learning about all of these wonderful entities that have been working towards diversity for a long time and really trying to push the needle and get the conversation started. So I, you know, talking to them and and through the process of me being introduced to all these folks, I was introduced to Jerome Crooks. Uh, Hence, never famous and my endorsement of this platform. Um, Jerome and I had a wonderful conversation and where we really clicked was on identifying if the pool is shallow, let's try to fill it up with new candidates and and give them the tools that they need. And, and what I'm talking about is really developing um, a, a pipeline for young folks that are looking in production careers. So we really clicked on that. And his development of Never Famous and, you know, having it be a place where folks in production that are part of crews, recruiters can connect and have exchange and they can market themselves and their businesses. And it can just be this infrastructure that can be widely used for this purpose.
1: Right. I mean, there's not currently that if somebody, you know, if there's an organization that's interested that, that does want to diversify, you know, the tool, the tools aren't at their fingertips and you know uh, a lot of organizations try to, you know, invent it from whole cloth or some of them, if they want to get into it, that's a, yeah. I mean it's nice to have yeah. a a place where people can 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 start or start building those resources and linking those together,
0: yeah, absolutely. so much of this resonates with me. I have also been that only female in the place uh for most of my career. It's just yeah uh I love that that you network to the people that were doing the same work and you're like, let's put it all together and that idea of of building. I'm going to go sports for a second, building the bench. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good at going sports, but that, that metaphor worked, you know, building it deeper so that you have those up and coming as well as the people that are there now and you mentor them up. I think that's, that's all fantastic. One yeah. of the things that's foundational for the event safety alliances, is we've always been saying is like, this isn't just fixing it at the end. This is the culture change that builds it in from the bottom and, Basically, makes itself perpetuating and continuously improving, yeah. and that sounds exactly what you guys are uh, working on.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that you know I I can cons- I consistently discover while doing this work and and really building up the alliances and you know finding ways of working with folks that have their individual uh, uh, ways of working through this process, right? is how do I connect the dots? Like how can we help each other as we have the same goal at the end, right? So instead of it being like, oh, it's just about DTS and what Noelle Skaggs wants to do, I've, I've really made a concerned effort in making this a collaborative effort because I feel if it, it doesn't happen in this manner, if the agents are involved in the conversation, if the promoters are not involved in the conversation, the venue owners are not involved in the conversation, all of the chains that bind our live productions, if they are not a part of the conversation, then it is a conversation that will continue for ages. Nothing will ever happen. You know, we'll have some folks that are are, you know, stepping up to the plate. And they're making sure that they, you know, are, are are really putting in the effort and the intent to have a welcoming and inclusive squad, right? And then you'll have others that it just fades away. It's the same with their companies, you know. So you can't just build it into oh, it's only about our like our stage crew. Yes, it's a big part of it, right? It's a big part of it. But if your entire team in your agency. Is only reflective of one demographic. Who are they going to refer? You know, it's like if you don't have that kind of leadership that is pulling in young folks of all walks of life, right, into their into their you know into their companies and and even in senior positions, you're not going to get that type of diversity throughout the rest of the day, you're just not, you know what I mean? Like I, and I see it every day. I see it with record labels that don't have diverse a r staff. You can see it in their signings because their signings are not diverse, you know? So it, it, it all kind of trickles down. So my, you know, my effort is, and my hopes and why I call DTS, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not just an organization. It is literally of movement. It is literally an initiative. And I'm thinking about it in this way where I can tap folks that want to become ambassadors that want to be tied to the DTS messaging which is let's transform our concerts, events and touring industries into ones that reflect our diverse communities across all of our stages. There should be no genre about it. There should be no artist about it. That is just the right thing to do, you know? So it's, you know, it seems, it, it, it sounds easier than it's going to be. This is a very long, long-term, you know, play until we can get it to a point where everybody's thinking about it. Everyone's being considerate of it. Everyone is trying, you know, our production suppliers are working and doing the outreach and doing the recruitment and not just in their tiny, you know, and within their community. Right. They're going outside and, you know, they're they're finding new candidates and they're doing all of these things. Um, You know, my my hope is that we we do create a collective movement towards this and more people jump in and more people, you know, hit me up like, hey, you know, I have this going on in the UK or I have this going on in the Netherlands. I have this going on and, 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 you know, Ohio. And, you know, we're, we're really hoping that you can help us spread the awareness about it. I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to post your job links on our website when we can actually get that up. You know, I'm happy to have people help me and volunteer and be advocates. You know, this is not just about, the organization of dts is what can we collectively do together to make the change happen
0: yeah this is all very inspiring i'm getting all sorts of warm fuzzies yeah uh, <laughs> um, i mean
1: we're we're in an interesting place right we have the time to do the planning but we don't actually have the job the work
0: we don't to have the, do jobs. the hire, to do the hiring
1: and so it's yeah. about being able to you know historically there's been a lot of false starts with um you know, the promise of, of equity and, uh, to, to be able to seize and maintain the, the momentum of the black lives matter era yeah. and to, to not have this be another false start or to be able to make yeah. a, a big improvement instead of small, slow.
0: Improvement.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the, you know, there are a few things if you want to really get involved in, in DTS and, and, and being a part of it, it's one, you know, volunteering your time as a masterclass speaker. This is something that is going to happen every year. So to just kind of break down the, um, the youth programming, we're looking at a cohort of 25 young folks that have interest in the, uh, you know, production space, all the chains that bind live, like I keep saying. So if, you know, you're looking at talent, buying, selling to, you know, wanting to go on the road and be a part of a crew you know, uh, in a management capacity or as a tech, whatever it is. Um, you have these introductions to careers through masterclass courses. Uh, I've partnered up with music forward foundation, which is, you know, been doing career exploration throughout the music industry for years now. Um, it's, uh, executive director is a woman named Nareet Smith, who is extremely passionate about building up youth of you know, young people and and youth of color in the music industry. She is all about diversity, working with them, doing these virtual masterclass experiences for this closed cohort of 25 college age, you know, students um, into mentoring and you're being mentored by industry professionals. And uh, one of the reasons why I really want to kind of, kind of, kind of condense this to about 25 students a year is because I recognize how long, that path is right. You have this whole path, the six month program and the mentorship that you have these people that are here to help coach you. You're building your networking, you're, you know, learning how to do the interviews, what you put on your resume, what you leave off, you know, attitude, the the secret codes and all of these things that you learn on the road. Right. So you have this person that is this, you know, industry leader that is teaching you and guiding you. And it is very village to equitable opportunity, you know? So we have a lot of young people that are already obtaining internships, but another part of the program is that we will do the outreach to our partners to find shadowing experiences, to find internship opportunities for you within the industry. And they have to be paid you know, um, they they have to be paid for their time. We're also talking to you know different venue owners and and representatives about creating uh, runner opportunities for anybody coming through my cohort. Um, you know, to give them this kind of hands-on experience. You know, PA I mean, opportunities, those things are both, like that.
1: Those yeah. are both great opportunities, and that like you probably find very few people who work in production, who weren't a runner and who Who weren't a PA and that just the people that you meet and the next gig that, you know, you're on a gig with somebody to say, Hey, what are you doing next week? I got another thing. I like the way I worked with you. And if somebody never gets that opportunity, you know, they never get to move up in the business or to even begin in the business. So I think that is a great, really great path. And that's a, it sounds like an idea Yeah
2: also looking at box office you know we've we've had conversations with some wonderful ticketing you know uh companies that want to get involved and see how they can bring some of my youth into their you know into their arms and, and give them opportunities there um we're also looking at travel and logistics all the folks that do the work on the ground all the research you know uh i gotta go to singapore Call tag, you know, because like, it's like these are the, the folks that are dealing with all of the players that are involved. And it's just this really wonderful way of getting introduced to the atmosphere and then figuring out what you want to do. You know, we do have some cohorts that are specific. They want to do audio. So we have them, you know, being mentored by folks that are audio engineers with years of experience to help them on their path. You know, we have other folks that, you know, uh, want to do stage management and production. So we have tour managers and production, you know, production coordinators mentoring them. So it's very, you know, we really kind of catered it around the career goals, but also what we feel is going to help you if you're still exploring and you don't know what you want to do. Right. So. Uh, we have some wonderful people. Sean G is one of our our mentors. Um, another gentleman, uh, Sam, Cooks, a, Sam Cook, who's Sam Cook, who is an amazing, you know, uh, uh, audio engineer. Um, Ruthier, who is also a part of, of a collective called Even Network, which is another one of Diversify the Stage's partners that really want to teach young people and introduce them to careers on the entry level of like stage hand work. So we're working together and bringing in production suppliers and companies that want to be a part of this additional education talking to the Rock you know community as well seeing if we can put together something that can be this ongoing within their academy so young folks that really want to have that technical training we can get them into their academy hopefully and you know we'll see what flourishes from there but there's, you know, there's a lot of really wonderful folks that are involved, and you know, I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled by it because, I mean, I just launched. I mean, it became an established company, right? It's a, it's, you know, our partners through Music Ford Foundation has our our nonprofit element to it. By established it as a, you know, kind of foundation. So when you donate to us. We're helping with pay our operational expenses, but we're also trying to create a cush fund so that we can help some folks that may need additional financial aid. Because often, as you know, when you're only making minimum wage in an internship and you need to have more money, you know, you're already kind of like struggling to make ends meet. It's helpful to have that little cush. So we want to create like a fund that we can, you know, provide grants and, and scholarships for folks as well.
0: So at this point, listeners, uh, take a second and check out the website, www.diversifythestage.org. All the things that we've spoken about so far are on there, including a place where you can donate or otherwise get involved.
2: Or otherwise get involved. Yes, we need masterclass speakers, we need mentors, and we need internship hosts. Have
0: have you considered... um, in the future, are you going to continue to try to branch out? You'd mentioned box offices. Um, have you thought about venues or theaters? I'm thinking more like yeah. Broadway yeah. type areas. Yeah,
2: so so you know, a lot of the conversations that I'm having are with various entities throughout our production space. You know, um, one of our ambassadors in uh, in the tri-state area is uh, the president of the Newark Symphony Hall. And she has been a major advocate, you know, since she found out about Diversify the Stage, she reached out to us and, you know, we're working together and figuring out how to build a bridge for DTS within their internship, you know, programs that they have, you know, we're uh, talking to folks over at the Oakland uh, Theater as well. Um, As uh, you may know, I I joined Neva's um, advisory board recently. Um, So I'm hoping to, you know, gain support from all of the folks that are a part of NEVA and to really have these discussions. The, the, The big, the big, big, big goal is to create an equity writer that can be used across the industry. This is something that I'm working with a lot of really incredible folks on, on, on creating, including some tour managers that have been building this kind of uh, D E and I into their artist writers already. Um, and agents and, you know, promoters that are really passionate about making this a reality across the board and a standard across the board. So, um, you know, this is, this is the next, the next journey for us. <laughs> There's a lot of DTS. Yes.
1: That rider sounds great. I'm curious, um, what are your thoughts about, you know, vetting vendors or what have you come across? You know, um, I mean, obviously there haven't been many tours out to, to do that, but obviously you're talking with, with vendors. Do you have any thoughts on, you know, as, uh, as we get back to work over the next year, um, sort of the stepping stones for looking to hire, you know, vendors that are pursuing, uh, having a diverse workforce?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the hope is to kind of, you know, uh, encourage folks to take this into consideration and to make this a part of their their game plan, because there's going to be a lot of vacancies that, you know, are going to come up. A lot of people have pivoted out of touring that were already on the fence of retiring anyway, you know, right. um, so there's going to be vacancies to fill. So, you know, my one thing now is while we're, you know, even building up the population of Never Famous is, you know... Look for these resources and these, these, these organizations that have been working towards this for a long time. You know, I use roadies of color as an example because they've been around for 12 years. They've created an, an entire community of experts in the field that have been doing this work forever. They have a database that is available for people that are available for work. All you have to do is email them. It is just like that. You want to, you know, you need help finding a diverse staff, go to resources that have built their foundation on creating diversity across the board. You know, this is why I support Never Famous, because that is what Jerome believes in. He believes in the Rainbow Tribe, as I do, you know, um, and, you know, I I feel like these resources are available. If you want to reach out to me, you can, you know, do it and the uh, you know our community at diversifythestage.org you can email me and i'll send you a document there's a wonderful you know uh, tour manager out of the netherlands that created this incredible resource guide you know for finding diverse staff um, for finding support groups for anything under the sun that includes inclusion she has created a document and it is being updated as new things pop up and they have been vetted by her. Um, it's amazing. You know, is, so this is, is that
0: the, document something you, this part may Yeah, I can, yeah I, can <laughs> I can absolutely.
2: We can put it in the show notes. I can absolutely share it for sure. Um, she's happy. You know, she did this on her own. This was something that I was thinking like, Hey, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do this. I think with, uh, with DTS, what we'll do is we'll go through and kind of, weed out the ones that actually have databases specific to firing, finding crews, and then we'll put those resources on our website. Um, but I'm happy to
0: share that document for sure. That would be amazing. Yeah. And so we've, we touched on this a little bit, but as people are coming back online and hiring and working again, how, how can we help?
2: Getting back online and working again, I would say, don't make this a pastime. Don't, don't, you know, it's, don't throw this away. as like, oh, somebody else will do it, you know, really, really do the work and put in the effort. And if you've never had a diverse team before, if you've never hired a woman before, challenge yourself to do so, you know, challenge yourself to get out of just your friends group you know, of, of hiring. And I, and I want to be clear that I'm not trying to, you know, uh, state that we should let people go in order to bring in new, you know, blood to be diverse and inclusive and all these things. No, what I'm saying is, is where you can make the change happen, do so. If you are a human being that is getting a phone call for a job that you cannot take, pass that on to someone else, pass on the resource, you know to find another candidate you know i i i, I get it's like the, there's a loyalty thing that is happening within our industry that has been going on for a long time but i think it's also biting us in the ass you know
1: well i think um, there's a like, there's like there's a gap where there is a shortage of crew entry level yeah. or uh, semi-season stagehands um yeah. the amount of work that 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 we were looking at coming into 2020 you know Obviously, that got upended, but was there's a shortage of crew. You know, we've had uh, at bigger hammer, we've had to turn down jobs because we haven't had crew. Even though we work with mm-hmm. subcontractors, we work with companies across the country, and there's times where they go, we don't have the people. So there's a gap of needing the crew, but not being able to to hire enough crew that are skilled. And so being able to close that skills gap and that opportunity gap, I think, is the the thing where the a lot of the hard work. Uh, it needs to be done.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think there's, you know, there is an encouragement that may need to happen with folks registering to a lot of these platforms. You have, you know, the Black Tour Directory that Live Nation started. We now have, I think it's called Diversity and Music. There's, you know, several databases that are being built up. I think like utilizing these resources will also help find people that you wouldn't ordinarily find right? So I think it's really about uh, challenging ourselves to encourage folks to utilize these resources that are out there. Because if somebody doesn't know your name, how are you going to get that referral? If you as a recruiter, you know, talk to somebody and they don't have, you know, enough people to refer you to, or there's not, they're not available, then you're limited to that, that word of mouth, which makes you lose business. You know what I mean? So it's really trying to orchestrate an understanding that we need to upgrade the way that we're going about finding our staff and our crews, you know, and our, and, and our teams, and then also lending opportunities to start training and building up the next generation, like really doing it, you know, teaming up with your grassroots organization that you support that supports young folks. Foster, you know, foster programs, things like that. They're always looking to find incredible resources for job opportunities for those ki- for those kids. Always, you know, and there's always a local, you know, a local organization that's doing that. That's that's catering to young folks, and they want those opportunities and those experiences for them. You know, yeah. Um, so I, I think it's it's really now if we're looking at there, there seems to be a massive shortage. And I, you know, I understand this is not the right away, way, but there are a lot of kids that have developed the training in theater already. They're already ready to be trained, you know, to get into the job market. I can, I can tell you that in my cohort, I have about, thir- you know, I have about like 10 of the girls that are ready to go. Like they're ready to even enter into some type of, shadowing with a production coordinator doing something in that space like they're ready for that they've done the internships they have multiple on their resumes they just haven't been able to find anything you know to get them in like they need that in you know so I think it's I think it's twofold we have to start training the next generation and we have to start utilizing the resources at our fingertips it feels easy. Like, I'm not a hiring per- person, but I can, I can, as the outside party, as the artist looking inside, I can say, I've just been exposed to all of these resources, and a lot of people don't know
0: about them. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I know. You so, know I, mean? manage a, I manage a venue, and what I'm always trying to build is my overhire bench. It's hard to find those people who have that Flexibility, but once I find good overhires, they pick up all the hours, and then they are then they, they are those PAS of the of the touring yeah. world. They go move up into positions and and full time positions sometimes, and it is yeah. it is hard to track them down. And where I am specifically, we're one of those places that we're big enough to have work, but not all the time. So yeah. a certain number of people that do this for a living, and when everything's yeah. happening. You can't get any people to work.
1: I mean, it takes a, it's a working. Special, <laughs> it takes a special person to do what we do in the uh, mm-hmm. freelance nature of it, no matter what you do as a musician, as a stagehand, as a yeah. rigger, as a production manager, you know, the, there's no guarantee that there's a paycheck next week. And so I think having a support system to help people bridge that gap of when they're just starting to where, what do you do when you only get two gigs a week? How do you still pay your bills? Um, right. So I, yeah. I, I really like the sound of that the fund uh, to kind of help uh, ease that transition a little bit and, and to give people the, support.
0: And the mentorship piece to explain, you yeah. know, how you, how you manage calendars and schedules, you know, that's, that's critical yeah. and something I wish I'd had when I first got out of school as I, I you know, I just learned by trial and error, but if somebody had, yeah, explained well. You're gonna pick up work as you go, and let me yeah. introduce you to the temp agency. I mean, it's <laughs> it's even
2: also the the you know the fiscal literacy. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 teaching people how to manage their money in between those gigs. You yeah. know, and you never know what's gonna happen. None of us knew that you know our industry was gonna come to a standstill for a you know. Not a good time in a year yet. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Like to you know, we none of us knew that that experience was going to happen. You know, so it's just it's also really you know focusing on the operation side. It's not just the like fun stuff we get to like build the stages and da 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 da. You got to know everything, right? You got to right. have all the tools under your belt because then that's only going to help you as you go down the line and as you grow. And, that, and that's knowledge that you can pass on to the next person after you. You know, it's a chain effect. And, you know, we, if there's anything that I've learned about the touring community and being a part of it is that we are family and we do support each other, you know, so I think taking this approach to supporting each other and supporting each other's platforms you know, as much as you can, and and really educating ourselves on what's out there is only really going to help this transition forward. You know, but you have to be intent. Your intentions need to be in it. You know, to want to do so,
1: and actions.
2: Yeah, and your ac- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and follow yeah. through yeah. intentions and your follow through. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, Noel, what do you have coming up in the next six months to a year? Anything? I mean, you guys did what
1: you guys did yeah. two
0: drive in shows. Any, we, did, like
2: we did a few, yeah. We did a few last year. We did one in Chicago, we had three here in California. Um, we've had some privates, we've done some virtual things for festivals that you know got pushed to virtual, one of which was in Mexico City. Um, we have some things in the lineup for the spring, uh, that are also. Covid compliant, distanced shows that have been completely vetted. We're looking at May. Um, I don't think they've been announced yet. I just oh no, no, an we, email I, just night. the fact that so. you
0: have work coming up <laughs> so is we just, have work. We do yeah, have we all take hope from up. that.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do have work coming up, and you know, it's 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 you know it's it's crazy for me being a you know being in a band that really is charged off of the energy of the audience and. You know, we yes. did the Denver, we did the Denver show and it was 150 and a 5,000 cap venue at <laughs> Red Rocks and they all had masks on. And I just like did not mentally, I was not mentally prepared for, for that. Like it that was wow, so not hard. be able to see the emotion on someone's face when they're, you know, you know, and you can feel, you can see the, you know, it, like you can see it on them. They were such a weight by then, right? We had all been at home this was their first concert in months. And, you know, uh, I, I it, it gave me but a real respect for what I'm able to do as an artist. Did it and kind of performer. feel like a sound check. It, it, uh, it did. Yeah. It felt a little surreal. Like I saw people, but it, it just like, it didn't resonate. It didn't register to me that it was like a show, like, a, you know, like we were filming the whole thing. It was pay-per-view and, you're trying, you know, you're trying to have that same energy as you would if if the entire venue was filled, and we've, you know, we've sold out that venue a few times, you know, so it's it was uh it was kind of bizarre. And the next bizarre thing was actually just going to Red Rocks as a patron, and there was no concert because I'm used to being there for sound check, and yeah, there's yeah. nobody there you know, and I went with my best friend and it was just like, wow, this is bizarre. This is bizarre. So, you know, like I've had some really interesting emotional moments, you know, that, uh, you know, have be they've become a charge for me and recognizing like, this is probably the best time to be doing what I'm doing with diversify the stage. Um, and, and just really trying to amplify that message. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, man, I miss what I do. This is the longest I've been off of the stage in a very long time. In a very, very long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You miss the work. Yeah. The, your your, fa- your road
0: family. Right? Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, I do. I do.
0: Yeah. I, I miss my crew a lot. Yeah. yeah, uh, But we're going to get back to work. You know, this is it's not going to last forever. That's true. So yeah. we're going to do a little housekeeping now. Uh, if you guys have any questions or questions or problems or anything like that and you want to write to us our email address is podcast at eventsafetyalliance.org uh, drop us a note we're also on instagram hey boxer if somebody likes the podcast how can they help us out
1: you're currently listening to the event safety podcast make sure and tell your friends about it reviews are welcome um, and uh, just keep listening and and get other people to listen
0: And uh, last little advertisement thing, we still have a few Event Safety Alliance face coverings for sale. Uh, Get them before they're gone. Uh, You can buy them at our website, eventsafetyalliance.org. All right, so final thoughts. Noelle is our very special guest. You get to go first.
2: Final thoughts. Yes. If you want to join the community, just go visit our website at diversifythestage.org. If you want to stay connected on our social media channels, uh, Instagram, Facebook is diversifythestage. Twitter is diversestage.
0: All right, Boxer, what final thoughts do you have Uh, for us? I just want to thank, uh,
1: Noelle for joining us, but also for kicking ass Just keep kicking ass and keep bringing people in. I mean, the way you're bringing people together, that's, that's really awesome. And I really look forward to the next six months, year, two years of seeing the progress.
2: I appreciate you boxer. Thanks so much for your support. You've been great. And thank you, Danielle.
0: Oh, my pleasure. I just kind of sat here in awe for Pretty much this entire recording. <laughs> so, so thank you, Noel. And thank you for Thanks. everyone who's working so hard and diver- diversify the stage. Uh, thank you, Boxer, for co-hosting. And thank you always to Jacob, who does all of our engineering. Uh, we'll be back next time. Stay safe, everybody. Now we wait for the little red light to go out.